I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, I partake in, so in doing what I love, I get to keep it up. Perceptions leave much room to be mistaken, so in doing what I say, my word is covenant. I expect nothing but the best from myself, not myself nor me. Putting personality under subordination of the master key, which is the most I in I and I. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely, because your only limitation is your imagination. Priority one is to focus on the most high in the meditation. Develop the routine, keep the room clean, balance the physical and spiritual accommodation. Sit daily from the written word, learn from the then put it into practical use within your temple The real work is to know, the truth is the seed The real life is to grow into what you need So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating Use your concentration wisely Because your only limitation is your imagination Trapped inside the flesh requiring emancipation From the source of the vexation which is the enemy Anyhow, you let the mind control corrupt your state of meditation You compromise your soul, focus of the goal And move further from the free Where you are to be Shaping your destiny Think it in his heart, so is he. 
dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely because your only limitation is your imagination. In his heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely because your only limitation is your imagination.
joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. First, I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners that tune in every week. It's been a blessing to watch this frequency grow by leaps and bounds before my eyes. I'd like to send love to the to the top cities that tune in, such as San Francisco, Montclair, San Jose, Ashburn, Panorama City, Tokyo, Mountain View, Atlanta, Long Island City, Brooklyn, Phoenix, New York, Palm Harbor, Washington, the Bronx, Philadelphia, Menlo Park, Johannesburg, Paris, Mexico, Milan, Troy, St. John's, London, Oldsmore, Windsor, Los Angeles, Durban, Rochester, Minneapolis, San Antonio, Columbus, Ridgeland. Blessings to all the ones that tune in from all over the United States. And blessings to my international listeners. My top country is Japan. Blessings to you, Japan, for tuning in. And Cote de Lavoie in Africa, the Ivory Coast, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Canada, Italy, France, South Africa, Norway, Spain, Brazil, Australia, Germany, Antigua and Barbuda, Mexico, New Caledonia, Lebanon, Russian Federation, Netherlands, Switzerland, Romania, Peru, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Ireland, Ukraine, Ghana, India, Indonesia, Argentina, Bangladesh, Philippines, Hungary, Turkey, Taiwan, Uganda, Poland, Colombia, Republic of Korea, Israel, Kenya, Morocco, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, Costa Rica, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, I see you. And I thank you, I thank you for accompanying as we walk through this journey of knowledge and information and specialness in Yeshua's name. Tonight's theme is digital dementia. Digital dementia. How is this digital age affecting our mind that now there is a term known as digital dementia? We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not addressed. Starting off on Colossians 2.8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit and after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Isaiah 26.3 Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Second Timothy one seven. 
For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Yeshua. And Psalms 119.15 I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Ephesians 5.15.16 See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Colossians 3.2 Set your affections on things above, not things on the earth. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Proverbs nineteen eight. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs 27.12 In Proverbs 27.17 Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Digital dementia. This is something that's happening right now. In terms of the attention span and the reflective space and the time spent and sucked in and normalized and counterproductive all at the same time. We're going to take a music moment and come back with digital dementia. Blessings and grace. Oh. 
and grace and I am back with digital dementia. Digital dementia is on the rise as young people increasingly rely on technology instead of their brain. South Korean experts have noticed a surge in teenagers with poor memory. New dementia causes deterioration 
in cognitive abilities, more commonly seen in people who suffered a head injury or a psychiatric illness. Experts blame game consoles and mobile phones for the worrying trend. So doctors have reported a surge in cases of digital dementia among young people. They say that teenagers have become so reliant on digital technology that they are no longer able to remember everyday details, such as their phone numbers. And South Korean experts have found that those who rely more on technology suffer a deterioration in cognitive abilities more commonly seen in patients who've suffered a head injury or a psychiatric illness. I mean, that's, that's extra. The overuse of smartphones and game devices hampers the balanced development of the brain. South Korea is one of the most digital nations in the world, and internet addiction among both adults and children was recognized as far back as the late 90s, says a report in The Telegraph. So heavy technology users are likely to develop the left side of their brains, leaving the right side untapped or underdeveloped. The right side of the brain is associated with concentration, and underdevelopment affects attention and memory span, which could be as, min as, as many as 15% in cases that lead to early onset of dementia. Sufferers are also reported to suffer from emotional underdevelopment, with children more at risk than adults because their brains are still growing. The situation appears to be worsening with the percentages of people aged between 10 and 19 who use their smartphones for more than seven hours every day. And the U.S. study blamed modern lifestyles for the problem, saying that spending time on a computer and texting prevents people focusing and memorizing information. They also blamed stress, saying hectic lifestyles prevent concentration information retention. Concentrated information retention is what is preventing this digital age, overstand. Cognitive information retention, to retain the information, is what is being leaked <laughs> like a leaky tub with a hole at the bottom. Until these brains are just walking around dry with no information. And so the term digital dementia was coined by a German psychotherapist named Manfred Spitzer, who spent his life figuring out human behaviors. And so the, the neural connections in your brain become day after day weaker until the point that it takes you very long to understand simple things. Now there are many types of dementia. Some of the most famous are Alzheimer's disease, dementia with Lewy bodies, Parkinson's disease, and many others. It has been proved that relying too much on technology will increase your chances of stimulating the parts of your brain that a disease like Alzheimer's does. So habituating your brain on relying on smartphones and computers is 100% working, training to dumbness, and dementia. That is working to train your brain for dumbness and dementia by habitually 
relying on your smartphones and your computers for everything. The same way you train your muscles to become stronger with calisthenics, relying on a smartphone will train your brain to become weaker. Digital dementia is the process of habituation of your brain to rely on digital stuff like, like, a, like a smartphone, for instance. So if you can train your brain and muscles to be stronger, you can also train them to be weaker. And here are some of the things that impair the memory the most. Your phone reminders. Having at least 60 reminders every day. You know, because your brain makes 23 synaptic connections when you write them down. It only makes six when you type. So if you don't immediately write it down, you forget it. So the muscle's not working, the synapses aren't connecting. And then appointments. If you use that, you know, all your notifications, it just stops your brain from having to do the work. What digital dementia does, in other words, is sabotaging your short-term memory. It's harder to impair your long-term memory, but with the short-term memory, it's more evident. So how to perform a digital detox, right? Mental training. Train yourself to remember less important stuff without the need for your smartphone or computer. Slowly reduce the need of having the technology to replace your short-term memory. And read stuff on paper. Read books. If you're working on something hard, try to print it out and read it outside, preferably in the sun. That's a novel idea, right? Reading outside in the sun. And no digital when with humans. Cut off your phone, put, the, put it on plane mode. Don't use your mobile phones or computers when you're with other people that you want to interact with you. And we have to do calisthenics. Get outside and start, you know, physical activity is important. Sweating and being active will make your brain more elastic and less demented. <laughs> and holotropic breath work. Practice breathing techniques. We are made of water, food, and air. We breathe. Breathe correctly and or practice breathing techniques. So you can bring the oxygen up to your brain. Those cells need oxygen. And while digital dementia can affect anyone, our youth may be at higher risk for overuse of devices because their brains are still developing. And so technology use is unavoidable since it's increasingly employed in classrooms, but it's never too early to teach the next generation how to use it wisely. You know, so again, use print media rather than tablets for reading to give your child a break from looking at screens. Studies have shown that reading print materials also boosts reading comprehension and practice memorizing things like phone numbers and passwords instead of simply letting technology track them and use puzzles and games like chess and Scrabble and that promote real-time problem solving rather than games that let the computer do the thinking. 
Make sure that the entertainment your child is watching is high quality and set screen time limits. We have to set the limits and create screen-free zones where no digital technology is allowed, like the dinner table or your child's bedroom. And limit media multitasking, using two or more types of media simultaneously, such as listening to a CD while doing homework. Turn off the television if no one is watching it, since the background television can disrupt the quantity and quality of personal interaction. And when you watch media, such as television programs and films with your children, and discuss it afterwards to develop critical thinking about media. And ensure that your child gets enough outdoor play and physical exercise. Allow for unstructured playtime, which is critical for learning, problem-solving skills, and fostering creativity. And develop creativity by offering your child musical instruments, art supplies, origami, physical toys, different things to spark their imagination. Encourage your child to develop hobbies that aren't related to digital media, like skateboarding, acting, dancing, writing, jewelry making, something. This corrosion of cognitive function is attributed to the neglect of human brain development and the over-reliance on technology. There are studies claiming that on average, adults spend eight hours and 40 minutes daily using digital technology. Many people will argue that there's no problem outsourcing our brain to our devices or search engines. But the basic concept is simple. The brain changes physically, functionally, and chemically as you acquire any ability or skill. You know this instinctively. Something must be changing as your abilities improve or as new abilities emerge. You're actually remolding your brain machinery by practicing the skill. Those physical changes account for your learning. And that's said by Dr. Merzenich. You know, or as my mother used to say, you either use it or you lose it. Actually, what the brain is doing is changing its local wiring, changing the details of how the machinery controlling your behavior is connected. It's also changing itself in other physical, chemical, and functional ways. Collectively, those changes account for the improvement or the acquisition of any human ability. You probably haven't realized it, but as you acquire an ability... The ability, like, for example, the ability to read, you actually have created a system in the brain that does not exist, that's not in place in the non-reader. So the ability, the brain system that controls the ability, actually evolves in you as it has been acquired through experience or learning. And so another tip is to do brain-based learning. Look that up, brain-based learning. And also to practice mindfulness, being aware of what is happening around you, staying socially engaged on a personal level, on a human level. You know, and so according to Kimberly Young, who's a PhD, there are substantial negative brain changes that are that are related to excessive time spent on the internet. So these negative changes are associated with excessive dopamine stimulation 
via the brain's reward and pleasure centers. In the brain, dopamine functions as a neurotransmitter, a chemical, a chemical that's released by neurons, which are nerve cells, to send signals to other nerve cells. So the brain includes several distinct dopamine pathways, one of which plays a major role in reward-motivated behavior. Cocaine, opiates, methamphetamines utilize the same dopamine functions in the brain as does the overstimulation from technology. Longer term, this could pave a foundation for other issues that we all want to avoid, like dementia. So we have to try to main, uh, maintain a life without overusing technology. And that's kind of impossible. I mean, it seems like it may be, but the words I'm possible is in there, so it's possible to not overuse the technology, right? One must not be over-righteous or over-wicked, right? Balance is to be had, right? And so there are precautionary measures that we can do to counter the contributing factors of digital dementia. You know, we should use digital devices for no more than three hours per day. Admittedly, this is a challenge for many people nowadays who are required to spend the whole day on work at a computer. Instead of aiming for this every day, start by selecting a day to achieve this goal, like Saturday or Sunday. And take regular breaks and get up and move around. This will help your brain rest and create gaps between your prolonged usage. It's important to maintain a normal posture when you're on your digital screens, especially when on them for prolonged periods of time. Looking down at a, at, at a device changes the resting state of the brain, which is associated with decreased levels of alertness. So looking down decreases your levels of alertness, overstand. And so you have to do more physical exercise to improve your brain's sharpness. In return, your memory and cognitive functions, including that of your children, will see an improvement. And shut down your Wi-Fi modem and router before sleeping. There's no reason to have radiation continuously reaching you when you're not even using the device. You know, so digital dementia is one of several potential consequences of our high-tech modern lives. You know, so we have to be the awake and aware ones that we are and overstand the plan and redetermine our stance. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a whole new paradigm that we're living in that has a whole new lexicon to go with it, you know, digital dementia. And so um, blessings and grace to the ones that are taking heed and will um, exercise the precautions necessary. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Wake up, wake up. Time for job, I sleep. Oh no, no. Live up, live up. We have no 
time for stop our weapon As you look up another body in the streets uh, Live up, live up, we have no time for stop our weapon No, no Rich man, girl, and a poor man are so far, so far them live on the hills, we swim in the gutters, gutters. Work on them, not pay way. It's like them still are in for slavery. Too long we've been cool, them might take us for fall. Alright, them run and coming in us, giving nothing to us, just taking from us and not here we eat. We scraping for food while I'm wasting the food. Never see a rich man wipe his plate all clean. Living the life, all we giving the life is a work that we're putting that's giving the life. Blowing the palms, but in no one's a farm, you're planting the food to put strength in the arms. Them officer we weak and needy. Cause that's the only time them come and trick we easy. We fall easy, quick, big, get greedy. Them lock we in our cages like them not free. Wake up, wake up, we not have no time for job or sleep. And as you look up, another body in the shit. Wake up, wake up, we not have no time for job or sleep. Oh no, no. We have no time for stop our weapon As you look up another body in the streets Live up, live up We have no time for stop our weapon No, no Now have you ever seen A bird neglect his bread A better change your dirty axe Gather your facts and come together While climbing up the ladder Be cautious cause another time You could be the one coming back down Open your eyes and realizing times With work and dedication You can achieve what you want Just refuse the temptation And wise up Open your eyes in for the price And keep your head up Hear what I say Wake up, we have no time for job or sleep and As you look up, another body in the shits Wake up, wake up, we have no time for job or sleep Oh no, no Live up, live up, we have no time for stop or weep and As you look up, another body in the shits Live up, live up, we have no time for stop or weep Oh no, no Wake up, wake up, we have no time for job or sleep, oh no, no. Live up, live up, we have no time for stop or weep, and as you look up, another body in the streets. Live up, live up, we have no time for stop or weep, oh no, no. Yeah. 
Extending across the atlas, I begat this Flipping in together on the dirty mattress You can't match this, rapper slash actress More powerful than two Cleopatra Bomb graffiti on the tomb of Nefertiti MCs ain't ready to take it to the Serengeti My rhymes is heavy, like the mind of Sister Betty L Boogie spars with stars and constellations Then came down for a little conversation Adjacent to the king, fear no human being Roll with cherubims to Nassau Coliseum Now hear this mixture, where hip-hop meets scripture Develop a negative into a positive picture Everything is 
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off with a very troubling story. A Michigan woman is putting Target on legal notice after she said she was forced to strip down in the back room to prove that she didn't steal a bikini from one of their stores. Ashanae Davis told WXYZ-TV she was trying to leave the store when she was stopped by a loss prevention officer accusing her of stealing the bathing suit. She claims he cuffed her and took her to a back room where he and another officer watched her take off her clothes. Her lawyers say showing them she did not have the bikini on was the only way to obtain her freedom. According to The Root, She's accusing the store of racial profiling in the May incident, one Davis described as humiliating, to say the least. She and her attorney are taking the claims of race and gender discrimination directly to Target to demand a change. Target says the employees involved have been terminated and they take the allegations of mistreatment seriously. The company also says it's addressing the situation with the security team at the store. This is what's happening in Target. Along with men being able to use the women's dressings room and restroom. And people still frequent these stores like there aren't other options to go to. We have to exercise our options. And on theshaderoom.com, can't beat them, blackball them. Local schools refuse to play against black Baltimore high school football team. Says players are too big and too strong. Can you imagine? The St. Francis Academy Panthers football team season has been cut short after opponents from other schools have decided to stop playing against them. They play at the Maryland Interscholastic Athletic Association A Conference. And other coaches in the league say that the boys on SFA are too big and too strong and too skilled to play against their boys. The St. Francis principal, Dr. Curtis Turner, told the Baltimore Sun he believes that the other team's decisions are racially motivated. You see, St. Francis Academy is a predominantly black school. It was founded in 1828 as the St. Francis School for Colored Girls and was originally intended for the children of slaves. Coaches from the other schools lift safety concerns. Safety as their reason for their withdrawals and deny that race plays a factor. Now the Panthers will be playing an independent schedule with schools from Florida, New York, Ohio, Virginia, and Connecticut, as well as four teams from Canada, according to the Baltimore Sun. So can you believe this? The schools that are part of this conference are refusing to play these boys, citing that they are too big, too strong, and too skilled. So they're blackballing them out. Blessings and strength to all those young men and their parents and to their abilities and to their opportunities. In Yeshua's name. And moving forward on the national.le, a fugitive Indian billionaire wanted in connection for a massive bank fraud is seeking asylum in Britain, according to a report. Narav Modi, whose jewelry empire counted celebrities such as Naomi Watts and Kate Winslet among clients, is accused of involvement in defrauding Punjab National Bank, India's second largest state-run lender. He robbed them of $1.8 billion. 
The Financial Times newspaper reported on Sunday that Mr. Modi, 47, who has been on the run since the, since the scandal broke in February, has sought asylum in Britain for what is called what, what he is calling political persecution. The report quoted sources in Britain and India, but there was no official confirmation from either country. If confirmed, Mr. Modi would be the second Indian billionaire to seek sanctuary in Britain, the second Indian billionaire to seek sanctuary in Britain from legal action in India for alleged financial wrongdoing. The Indian government is currently seeking the extradition of liquor tycoon Vijay Malay, who fled to Britain in 2016 over unpaid loans to his Kingfisher Airlines. So Indian authorities are investigating Mr. Modi and his uncle and business partner, also a diamond merchant, for allegedly defrauding Punjab National Bank of 2.8 billion rupees. PNB said in February that Mr. Modi and Mr. Choksi had defrauded it by raising credit with international branches of other banks using illegal guarantees provided by rogue PNB employees. Investigators have arrested 25 people for enabling the scam with forged documents. So Britain is allowing these ones to come in there that are on a, that are on the lam from India. And speaking of India, on ScienceAlert.com, India has discovered an amazing planet where a year lasts just 19.5 days. In an exciting first, Indian scientists have discovered a sub-Saturn exoplanet orbiting a sun-like star around 600 light years away. And so the planet, it's big, around 27 times more massive than Earth. The find sees India join a small group of countries to have confirmed a planet outside of our solar system. Exoplanets themselves aren't that rare these days. We have confirmed the existence of 3,786 of them. 3,786 confirmed exoplanets. But the vast majority have been spotted and they confirmed as planets by NASA's Kepler Space Telescope. This latest planet was also first spotted and listed as a candidate by um, Kepler, but it was a team of Indian scientists that confirmed it was a planet rather than simply a comet or another astro astronomical object, which is the tricky part. And so they spent a year and a half um, on an observatory, and so we report here strong evidence for a sub-Saturn and confirm its planetary nature. So while the planet is orbiting a sun-like star, it also roughly more than seven times closer to its star than Earth is to the sun, which means the temperature could be around 600 degrees Celsius and likely too hot and dry to support life. So they have found a new exoplanet Blessings to the Indian scientists that look into those things. And on Reuters.com, ex-Trump campaign aide Manafort to be arraigned on Friday on new charges. U.S. President Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, will be arraigned on Friday following a third superseding indictment against him by special counsel Robert Mueller that lodged additional charges on accusations of witness tampering. And so... Manafort is currently under house arrest and required to wear a GPS monitoring device. The indictment last week included new counts against Manafort and Manafort's aide, a political operative with ties to Russian intelligence, for allegedly 
tampering with witnesses regarding their lobbying for Ukraine. The additional charges could increase pressure on Manafort to cut a deal and cooperate with Mueller's probe, legal experts said. So Friday's indictment marked the first time that Kalimic, who in previous court filing was referred to only as Person A, and he was named. So Mueller said that Kalimic has links to Russian spy agencies, which Kalimic has, has um, of course, denied. So it's getting closer and circling Trump quicker and quicker. And on CNN.com, Cuba says it can't uncover the cause of sonic attacks on U.S. diplomats. Cuba's foreign ministry said Sunday that it has not uncovered the cause of the mysterious health, health symptoms that affected an official of the U.S. Embassy in Havana last month and characterized the United States' decision to withdraw personnel posted there as politically motivated. In a statement, the Cuban ministry said officials launched an investigation after learning an employee had reported health symptoms as a result of undefined sound in her place of residence. According to the statement, authorities could not find the source of the sound. After more than a year of research by specialized agencies and experts from Cuba and the United States, it is confirmed that there is no credible hypothesis or conclusions adhered to science that justify the actions taken by the government of the United States against Cuba to the detriment of the bilateral relationship and with obvious political motivations, the statement said. The Cuban response comes after the, the U.S. withdrew two more people from the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, due to health concerns, according to senior Senate Department official. The individuals and the potentially new cases of a mystery illness that has plagued embassy employees have undergone medical supervisions and were not yet medically confirmed, the official said. In the past, some officials have characterized the incidents at the embassy as sonic attacks or acoustic attacks because they have coincided with a high-pitched sound. U.S. officials have detailed how personnel in Cuba came to experience a variety of symptoms, including sharp ear pain, headaches, ringing in the ear, vertigo, disorientation, attention issues, and signs consistent with mild traumatic brain injury or concussion. CNN reported earlier this week a number of U.S. personnel in China have been sent back to the United States as well for further health screenings over concerns over reports of a mysterious acoustic incidents similar to the Cuba sonic attacks. So they are sonically bombing someone is the embassies, the U.S. embassies in Cuba and now in China. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced the formation of a task force in response to unexplained health incidents affecting U.S. diplomats and their family members. A study this year outlined the extensiveness of the problem, but the State Department has not pointed to a specific cause behind the mysterious incidents. So the Associated Press was the first to report the possible new cases in Cuba. The U.S. government began withdrawing diplomats from its embassy after embassy personnel began to report hearing strange noises and experiencing a string of similar medical symptoms in um, 2016. So it's happening again now in China, and they don't know who caused it or why it's happening. 
So moving forward, former NBA star Dennis Rodman arrives in Singapore for the Trump-Kim Summit. Former U.S. National Basketball Association star Dennis Rodman arrived in Singapore late on Monday for a summit between U.S. President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, saying he was excited to be a part of it. There has been no indication Rodman would be involved in any official talks at the summit, which is aimed at getting North Korea to give up its nuclear weapons and missiles in exchange for economic incentives and security guarantees. It should go fairly well, but people should not expect so much for the first time, Rodman told reporters at the airport. The doors are opening. I will say that Dennis Rodman, over the years, has laid the groundwork. He's pretty much taken on the role that Jesse Jackson used to have. I remember back in the 80s and 90s, Jesse Jackson used to do all these foreign trips and get people released and work on stuff before the other people came in. And so this is what um, Dennis Rodman seemed to have done as well. And so he's there as a friend of both. And on businessinsider.com, it looks like China knew about Trump stopping the war games before the U.S. military or South Korea did. President Donald Trump said on Tuesday that the U.S. and South Korea would stop joint military drills after meeting Kim Jong-un. But the Pentagon and South Korea haven't heard anything about it. And even though China apparently has, U.S. military forces in Korea have not received any direction to cease joint military drills, a spokesman said on Tuesday. The U.S. has long resisted calls to suspend military drills, whether when offered a freeze in North Korean missile and nuclear testing in return. It traditionally asserted that bilateral plans and transparent military drills are legal, while North Korea's nuclear program is not. So there is confusion going on, and um, China shouldn't know about what's happening with our military before ours does. So there needs to be some logistical meetings happening. <laughs> You know, this is like a real circus. And on TheHill.com, Kim Jong-un accepts Trump's invitation to Washington to come visit. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has accepted President Trump's invitation to visit Washington, D.C., North Korea's Central News Agency reported Tuesday evening. The news comes after two leaders met for a historic summit in Singapore early Tuesday signing a document committing the U.S. to unspecified security guarantees in exchange for a denuclearized Korean peninsula. So Trump said during the trip that he absolutely planned on inviting Kim to the White House. The president also said that Kim had accepted the invitation at the appropriate time a little bit further down the road. That will be a day that I very much look forward to at the appropriate time, the president said. Trump's summit with Kim was the first ever meeting between a North Korean leader and a sitting U.S. president. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
Open up and know the right way to twist and turn Life is just a journey but we gotta read the signs Twist and turn When you feel like giving up you just got to go Twisting, turning, winding road No time to snooze Left or right, up or down It's time to choose Oh, twist and turn
no helping hand, no, see these aren't tears, this is the ocean, these aren't tears, this is devotion, why you always have to try me, you're thinking I'm gonna follow blindly, why you always have to try me, you think that I'm gonna follow blindly, oh, let me down
blessings and grace. And I'm back with technology, starting off on vice.com. Your phone is listening and it's not paranoia. The phone is listening. So this um, author, Sam Nichols, did a, did a study. A couple of years ago, something strange happened to him. Him and his friend were sitting at a bar with their iPhones in their pockets discussing recent trips in Japan and how they like to go back. The very next day, they both received pop-up ads on Facebook about cheap return flights to Tokyo. It seemed like just a spooky coincidence, but then everyone seems to have a story about their smartphone listening to them. So is this paranoia or are our smartphones actually listening? According to Dr. Peter Hene, the senior security consultant for cybersecurity firm Asterix and former lecturer and researcher at Edith Cohen University, the short answer is yes, it's listening to you, but perhaps in a way that's not as diabolical as it sounds. So for your smartphone to actually pay attention and record you, there needs to be a trigger like Hey Siri or OK Google, for example. Without these triggers, there's no recording with just some general metrics being sent to your service provider. This might seem a cause for alarm, but when it comes to apps like Facebook, no one knows what the triggers are. In fact, there could be thousands. So from time to time, snippets of audio do go back to other apps like Facebook servers, but there's no official understanding what triggers for that are, explains Peter. Whether it's timing or location-based or usage of certain functions, Apps are certainly pulling those microphone permissions and using those periodically. All the internals of the application sends data, sends this data in an encrypted form, so it's very difficult to, to, to even define the exact trigger. He goes on to explain that apps like Facebook or Instagram can have thousands of triggers. Also, an ordinary conversation with a friend about needing a new pair of jeans could be enough to activate it. Although the key word here is could, because although the technology is there, companies like Facebook vehemently deny listening to our conversations. So seeing Google are open about it, I would personally assume that other companies are doing the same, Peter tells me. Really, there's no reason there wouldn't be. It makes good sense from a marketing standpoint, and their end-use agreement and the law both allow it. So I would assume that they're doing it, but there's no way to be sure. So with this in mind, he tried a, he tried an experiment. Twice a day for five days, he said a bunch of phrases that could theoretically be used as triggers. Phrases like, I'm thinking about going back to uni, university, I need some cheap shirts for work, and then carefully monitored the sponsored post on Facebook for any changes. The changes came literally overnight. Suddenly, he was told mid-semester courses at various universities and how certain brands were offering cheap clothing. A private conversation with a friend about how I'd run out of data led to an ad about cheap 20-gigabyte data plans. And although they were all good deals, the whole thing was eye-opening and utterly terrifying. So Peter told the author that although no data is guaranteed to be safe for perpetuity, he assured that in 2018, no company is selling their data directly to advertisers. But as we all know, advertisers don't need our data for us to see their ads. Rather, they're saying, 
here's a list here's a list of people who followed your demographic and why don't you give me some money and I'll make that demographic of those who are interested in this see it and if they let the information out into the wild then they'll lose the exclusive access to it so they so they're going to try to keep it as secret as possible Peter went on to say that just because tech companies value our data it doesn't keep it safe from government governmental agencies as most tech companies are based in the US and the NSA or perhaps the CIA can potentially have your information disclosed to them whether it's legal in your home country or not so yes our phones are listening to us and anything we say around our phones could potentially be used against us but according to Peter at least it's not something most people should be scared of because unless you're a journalist a lawyer or some kind of role with sensitive information the access of your data is not really going to advertisers if you're like everyone else living a normal life and talking to your friends about flying to japan then it's really not that different to advertisers looking at your browsing history it's just an extension from what advertisers use to be on television says peter only instead of primetime audiences, they're now tracking web browsing habits. It's not ideal, but I don't think it poses an immediate threat to most people. But this is still very interesting that, you know, the words that we speak are being used in algorithms and triggering, you know, what we see in, in digital images. Like, oh, I was just thinking of that. And, you know, no, you were just talking about it. And, and now it's in your feed. This is what's happening. And so on um, NPR, cryptocurrencies lose billions in value after an exchange is hacked. The hack of cryptocurrency exchange in South Korea is being blamed for a sharp drop in Bitcoin and other popular currencies, which lost billions of dollars in value. The CoinRail virtual currency exchange was breached over the weekend. CoinRail. CoinRail isn't a huge exchange. The value of the lost currency is to is believed to be around forty million, but the hack added to existing uncertainties in the virtual currency market. And after CoinRail reported losing about thirty percent of its reserves in the attack, Bitcoin's price plummeted. As of Monday, Bitcoin was down more than seven percent to around six thousand seven hundred according to Coinbase Exchange. That's a drop of more than 60% since Bitcoin's all-time high of nearly 20000 when it reached last December. Even with recent short slip, Bitcoin has gained more than 130% in value. Even with the recent sharp slip, Bitcoin has gained more than 130% in value since June of 2017. Another popular cryptocurrency, Ethereum, also fell, contributing to a loss of well over $40 billion in virtual currencies' overall value from Saturday to Monday. The CoinMarketCap.com website reports so that represents a drop in market capitalization from $340 billion to around $291 billion, according to the site. So Analysts say that other factors are also involved in the cryptocurrency's current fall, including a lack of high trading volume. People are staying away, so there's a lack of high trading volume. The demand from investors has notably declined, CryptoCoin News reports. In addition to broader security worries, as Bloomberg News reports, there's also concerns about China's attempt to control how virtual currencies work 
and over crackdowns on fraud and money laundering in both China and South Korea. Of the holdings stolen from Conrail, the exchange says two-thirds are covered by freezing or recalling them, and that the remaining third is being investigated by police and industry experts. The stolen coins are now frozen. We're, we're in the NX, NPXS, NPER, and ATX currencies, it said. To protect its other assets, Conrail said it moved them to a cold wallet that isn't connected to the Internet. And so Bill and Melinda Gates on PharmaForum.com start a non-for-profit biotech company. Bill and Melinda Gates start a not-for-profit biotech company. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has spun out a not-for-profit biotech company that will focus on finding treatments for diseases that predominantly affect the poor. Although the firm, the Bill and Melinda Gates Medical Research Institute, has been operating since the beginning of the year, it was officially unveiled to its peers at the Bio International Convention in Boston last week. The biotech aims to find medicines and vaccines for malaria, tuberculosis, and diarrhea, which between them cause around 2.6 million deaths a year globally. The Bill and Melinda Gates Medical Research Institute was set up because many new ideas for new medicines never get tested in preclinical or clinical trials because pharma companies don't think they will be profitable. With a budget of $100 million and a staff that can grow more than 100 people, Bill and Melinda Gates aim to change this with their new non-for-profit organization. Former Genentech executive Susan Desmond Hellman, CEO of the foundation, said, What keeps me awake is we all have this capital and we all have this opportunity and we better get something done. According to Forbes, the Gates Foundation considered starting a medical research institute in its early days, but abandoned the idea. So the first project for the Bill and Melinda Gates Medical Research Institute will be to test whether giving adolescents the Bacillus camelot-guarin vaccine can, can boost their resistance to tuberculosis. So their first project is to test whether giving adolescents the Bacillus Calmet-Guerin vaccine can boost their resistance to tuberculosis. So they're doing research. I wonder who they're researching this on. In longer term, the Research Institute expects to pass new products on to commercial partners to market, but only after securing commitments that they'll be made available at affordable prices, the right volume, and delivered within deadlines. So they're working on vaccines for um, illnesses that predominantly affect the poor and disenfranchised. And on futuretimeline.net, there has been a large-scale capture of atmospheric CO2 shown to be feasible and affordable. So Carbon Engineering, a Canadian-based clean energy company, has published new research proving that CO2 can now be captured from the atmosphere for less than $100 per ton. This is a huge reduction from the current cost of around $600 per ton, released in a peer-reviewed paper. Carbon Engineering's Breakthroughs in Direct Air Capture, DAC, technology 
demonstrate for the first time a scalable and cost-effective process for extracting this major greenhouse gas. The implications for climate strategy are twofold. It allows the removal of existing CO2 from the air to counteract emissions too challenging or costly to eliminate at source, while enabling the production of clean fuels that significantly reduce transportation emissions. These outcomes can accelerate the shift to a net-zero world that avoids the risk of climate change while delivering affordable clean energy. The research was led by David Keith, a Harvard, a Harvard professor and founder of Carbon Engineering, and published by Joulet, a leading scientific journal dedicated to groundbreaking energy research. The findings are based on three years of testing and development at CE's pilot um, plant in Squamish near Vancouver. So this is wonderful. They found a way to reduce the course and to capture the greenhouse gases out of the air and hopefully they'll be able to um, make this something that is spread around the world <laughs> to reverse this climate change situation or to help us, you know, mitigate what's happening. And on futurism.com, um, private security companies want to use facial recognition to stop school shootings. It's a heartbreaking reality affecting more than 50 million American students. Senseless acts of violence are more than a weekly occurrence at American schools. To help allay people's fears, private security companies are marketing unproven technology to schools with the intention of preventing school shootings. The most recent example, detailed by the Washington Post, cameras equipped with facial recognition software positioned inside and outside of schools. Tech companies emphasize this system would keep a closer eye than ever on children and flag those who act in a way that might suggest that they pose a danger to others. It may be intrusive, but using facial recognition tech without consent is perfectly legal. As the Washington Post notes, only Illinois and Texas have laws requiring companies to get consent before scanning faces and using facial recognition. So only Illinois and Texas have laws that have the companies get permission to use facial recognition. So many schools across the nation have already invested millions of dollars in the technology, equipping their hallways and classrooms with high-tech camera systems or upgrading their existing closed-circuit cameras with AI software. Unfortunately, there are plenty of, of legitimate concerns over the effectiveness of current-day facial recognition technology. Just a few, a lot of security cameras lack the, the video quality to provide an AI software with a picture clear enough to distinguish between faces and objects, for example. So because the technology's rapid advancements are far outpacing the law, security companies basically have free reign over data collection methods and how and where the data is stored. So predicting future face shapes and structures of still growing children requires highly complex calculations that the software may not be capable of. So facial recognition software has been repeatedly shown to be less accurate for people of color. In a school setting, that might mean that students of color are more heavily disciplined than their white classmates. Even in the case of, of, a, of a true positive, the system may not alert people quick enough to intervene in time to prevent another violent attack. 
So the U.S. isn't the only place where facial recognition monitors students. A high school in China, a country where sophisticated face scanners are being used to catch and identify jaywalkers, is using facial recognition to replace ID cards and monitor students' whereabouts and to survey their behavior and emotional states. A business school in Paris is planning to use facial analysis to ensure that students are paying attention in class. So facial recognition and more surveillance for students isn't, you know, it, it may not be the best way to prevent violent attacks. At best, the system is merely intrusive. At worst, it can become a tool of abuse, amplifying injustices already present in school. So some people are trying to do better in the months since the deadly school shooting in Parkland, Florida. Lots of people have been suggesting new ways American institutions could begin to address it, like offering more mental health services, regulating the sale of firearms, you know, study the problem. So more surveillance is not a replacement for these important steps. And luckily, greater awareness means that we might be moving closer to accomplishing them. So um, for the ones that you know, look out for these types of changes in your schools that your children are um, going to. And on the japannews.com, Tokyo government hopes solar road will lead to greener power. The Tokyo metropolitan government intends to take the initiative in introducing the new technologies of solar roads that collect energy from the sun via solar panels installed beneath the surface of roads and power-generating floors that generate electricity by utilizing the vibrations created by people walking, according to sources. The effort is aimed to promoting Tokyo as an eco-friendly city domestically and abroad ahead of the 2020 Olympics and Paralympics, the sources said. The new technology, which have been attracting attention, are expected to be introduced on a trial basis at facilities owned by the Tokyo government and other locations as early as the next fiscal year. In late May this year, the solar road was installed in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven store in, in Sagamahara, Kanagawa Prefecture. The solar road comprises of, of a system of solar panels installed on the road, with the surface of the panels covered with a special resin to enhance durability. It's possible for automobiles to pass over the panels. So solar roads have been deployed as motorways in France and as cycling roads in the, in the Netherlands. A manager at the 7-Eleven store said the solar road system can generate 16,145 kilowatt hours of electricity annually, covering about 9% of the entire electricity that the store consumes. The Tokyo government has focused on new technologies as a potential renewable energy sources. So it's setting a goal of having renewable energy account for about 30% of Tokyo's power consumption by fiscal year 2030, compared to about 12% in fiscal year 2016. So that is a great idea of having solar roads. And big ups to Tokyo for um, bringing this forward. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. So it's taken me some time to realize who I am and where I'm coming from. And I'm seeing everything and everyone around me just fall apart for different reasons. And it's scaring me. It's scaring me 
And I'm just trying to be the best I can And when I'm falling down, I get up again I get up again It's all temporary Better know, better know, better know It's all cross to carry Better know, better know, better know I don't want with this world and what's wrong with it yeah what's wrong with it cause there's so many damn things that are wrong with it and this is just in my hood god knows i ain't always been good but you see time won't wait on no man don't get caught in the quicksand no it's a cost to carry better know better know better know It's all temporary Better know, better know, better know Everything that you can, hey, 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 you better think 
Most rare. 
Until the body lets down on you. You say the kale is hard to chew. So you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens, basil, oregano. You know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa, coconut. Daylight comes, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your greens. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with Herbnology. And we're going to discuss the benefits of mataki mushrooms. The mataki mushroom has been prized in Asia for thousands of years for its health benefits. The Japanese word mataki means dancing mushroom a name derived from the reaction of people having found these mushrooms, which were actually worth their weight in silver. Modern research on the mataki mushroom only began in Japan in the 1980s and has just recently begun to be conducted in the United States. Most of the research has been done on the extract rather than the fresh mushroom, and tests on humans are limited. But here are some of the benefits 
of the mataki mushroom. It has cancer prevention. Mataki mushrooms are highly sought after for their anti-cancer properties. They are abundant in polysaccharides and polysaccharide protein complexes that the body uses to fortify the immune system. The mushroom's beta-glucan content works to promote important immune system functions, effectively activating white blood cells that fight off microorganisms that cause disease, including cancer. Mataki mushrooms enhance the activity of cells, inducing the production of interleukins and other lymphokines that have chemoprotective effects, slow tumor growth, and help inhibit the spread of cancer. It has immune support. Mataki mushrooms grow primarily in northeastern Japan and the United States and are esteemed by traditional Chinese medicine for fighting diseases and improving immunity. Regular consumption of mataki enhances the, the immune system as well as lowers the blood pressure. The most effective ingredient in the mushroom is its beta-glucan, a polysaccharide compound that boosts the immune system through the activation of the microphage cells, natural killers, natural killer cells, and T-cells. So these cells play an important role in building general immunity and preventing free radicals from harming the body systems. And it has blood sugar control. The consumption of mataki mushrooms may regulate blood sugar levels and blood lipid levels. And the polysaccharide compounds that promote the strength of the immune system are also effective in helping to regulate blood pressure, glucose, insulin, and lipids. So it also affects the lower blood pressure. So research on animals suggests that mataki may help lower blood pressure in people. One study gave hypertensive um, rats 5% mataki mushroom powder and observed a reduction in the blood pressure. So similar results were seen in other studies as well. And it lowers cholesterol. Um, it was shown to do that as well as weight loss. So mataki mushrooms can promote weight loss and decrease obesity when combined with light exercise. Studies found that um, you can lose weight by just including this mushroom in your diet. So look into the different mushrooms that are connected to this planet Earth as they are part of the nature of the Most High and incorporate them in your diet. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
sister, I walk on the microphone and I just talk about reality. About what I feel down in my soul. I don't cry no more because I know I'm not alone. We don't cry no more. Jano! Step by step, the vibes goes up. Now he's ready, the dark club. Rastafari looking for us. Listen, listen to my chant. Wicked, wicked, wicked one. Me need Babylon rocks. Agoja, hallelujah. We need love in this. I went one of us. Yeah, talisman, it has to hold. I just sense similar. Cops don't want to see people in love. So we start to fight against Babylon. You can drink what you want, but you cannot smoke reverse. Why I can meditate with my soul? And she's a gift by the Lord.
be forever. Oh. Living through your vital inspiration. up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape, escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. We're going to start off with the Hebrew word and the meaning of the Mohabites of or belonging to Moab, a female descendant of Moab, the son of Lot, Ruth the Moabitess, who married Boaz and became the great-grandmother of David. Metaphysically, it's the carnal mind as it pertains to the soul of man. Ruth the Moabitess signifies human love raised to the divine because of its willingness to leave the love of the unreal. You have to be willing to leave the love of the unreal. And Shashai. Shashai is a Hebrew word that means whitish, wearer of fine linen, free, noble, princely, a son of Anak the giant. He was driven from Hebron and was killed by Caleb and the men of Judah, in Joshua 15.14 and Judge 1.10. Metaphysically, Shashai is the high esteem in which the reasonings of the intellect functioning in sensate thought are held by the individual who is unawakened spiritually. The high esteem in which the reasoning of the intellect functioning in sensate thought are held by the individual who was unawakened spiritually, free, noble, princely. And thought, metaphysically, thought is the process in mind by which substance is acted on by energy, directed by intelligence. Thought is the movement of ideas in the mind. The healing balm for every inharmony and in consciousness is understanding of the creative power of thought and its relation to God-mind and to manifestation. And so intellect, intellect is the realm of, of, of reflected light or the understanding of the five-sense man who judges by appearances and reasons in the bounds of their limitation. The realm of reflected light or the understanding of the five sense man. 
just the five senses, who judges by appearances and reasons and the bounds of their limitation. The unredeemed intellect, because of its limited concepts, cannot grasp absolute truth. It forms its conclusions from observation and study of relative conditions. Therefore, it discerns only relative truths. The natural man, intellectual man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and he cannot know them, because they are spiritually judged. 1 Corinthians 2.14 An intellectual understanding, metaphysically, is understanding gained from teachers and books or from some outer source. Spiritual understanding is understanding that comes from the quickening of the spirit of truth within man. There is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty that giveth him understanding. Intellectual understanding is not always false. It may be true in degree, but it is limited to the intellect, and the intellect of itself does not grasp universal truth. It follows the letter and not the spirit and has no quickening power. When it deals with religion, it makes religion materialistic and formal. The spirit of truth is the source of true understanding as revealed by Yeshua. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he shall guide you into all the truth. The Bible is not the source of spiritual understanding. The truths in it can be understood only by one who is under the inspiration of spirit within himself. The Bible should be studied with the spirit of truth as the guide and teacher. Spirit will lead us back to the letter of the principles of being and would help us to see the application of those principles to our own individual development. Intellectual understanding cannot bring about the redemption of man's body because it does not have the intelligent principle that lays hold of the flesh with quickening, life-giving, transforming power. Only spiritual understanding can do this and establish a spiritual state of consciousness that will clothe itself with substance and forming the imperishable spiritual body. And the meaning of the apostles, the apostles, those sent forth, the messengers, the ambassadors, the active spiritual thoughts, Yeshua conferred this title on the twelve whom he sent forth to teach and to heal in order to command our powers and to bring them into unity of action, we must know what they are in their respective places on the staff of being. See, we can't be demented. We have to be in a foundation of sovereignty and space within ourselves with the staff at hand, overstand. In order to command our powers and to bring them into unity of action, we must know what they are in their respective places on the staff of being. The grand man, Yeshua, has 12 powers of fundamental ideas represented in the history by the 12 apostles. So each of us has 12 faculties or fundamental ideas to make manifest, to bring out, to use in the attainment of his ideals. 
They are innumerable other ideas, but each one stems from one of these fundamental ideas. Yeshua's 12 apostles were Peter, which is faith, Andrew, which is strength, James, son of Zebedee, wisdom or judgment, John, love, Philip, power, Bartholomew, imagination, Thomas, understanding, Matthew, will, James, order, Simon the Canaan, zeal, Thaddeus, renunciation or elimination, and Judas, life conserver. So faith, strength, wisdom or judgment, love, power, imagination, understanding, will, order, zeal, renunciation or elimination, and life conserver. These are what is on our staff of being. There's no reason to allow dimensions to interfere and make us demented. Overstand the atmosphere. One must be strong in the face of this digital divide that's conquering the minds of so many. Stand strong in the strength of the Most High and His Word and the staff at hand that could lead you out of the land of chaos and inequity and into who you're supposed to be. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment blessings and strength.
just one more week. Last night changed it all, but it can't change the law. The sweet bent sentiments of war, the actions under suns that define who we are, or divide us from the source, sanctify the truest parts. It's only trust when they think of us. We still huddled in the dust where the Incas was. Picking up the pieces just to link it up. Push and the meanest cut. Stone faces that resemble each of us. Or what you think it was. The real residing crates that we revive and use just to enlighten the space. Between death and grace, the interim or interface. The cult of personality eclipsing all our memories. The record remained, the record retained. The infinite black pain that gave birth to holy chains. Try to divide that which is ordained and it only make for more gain and that's gain. Buried in the dirt, an abstract image till you feel that realness you pass to your descendants. The gift, curse, infinities, limbs, no, no limits. It's a masterpiece. Duality of man is a task that we deal with on the daily, real ass land and sea. Seen from inner space, entertain and snake. Tape it if you're running late. Hey, a piece of cake. Take a slice, the lay is right, the day is nice, until it's night, the bell hits, tones sit where heaven the hell is, still feeling selfish, my horizon is felt tip, and felt shit until I really felt shit, the blade in the embrace strike like when the L hits, these highs, no lows, deeper than your L hits, so well wish, bliss and get lit with your L hits, divide, divide, Children 
Blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Woman Wednesday, and I'd like to show love to the musical frequency that accompanies me. That was just Eric Robeson featuring the ones, Yor and Kari Lumiel, Come With Me, A Kenya Absent-Mindedness, Billy Monroe, I'm a Househead, So Crates, with a 3070 replay, Divide, Sun Ra, Godspell, Georgia Ann Madro, Vital Transformation, Celestine, Let It Go, Sister Awa, Resistance in Dub, F Soul, Greens, Black Omolo, More Positivity, Isnavi, Think About It, Kaya Victoria, Hollow, Afro Brothers, Story of a Piano, Sinobe Say, I Owe You Nothing, Claire Angel, Twist and Turns, DJ Fudge, It All Began in Africa. Lauren Hill, Everything is Everything. Zana Romeo, Wake Up. Dawn Tillman, Celebrate Myself. Kari Lemiel, Love Has Spoken. And the Love Jaws, Ja Light. The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sirak, I Am Her, and John Nine, Gratitude. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings and grace. Thank you.
abstract eruptions of emotions manifesting in just my inner vision when I try to reconnect in my breath it's getting heavy I bereave the hidden phrases that just can't seem to make their way into the forefront of my blunt mind I'm running out of time I gotta find my way back to a linguistic type of tongue that's intact and in fact if I'm not on track my rhythmic dialect will disturb our overture of love and words if I could just remember the words I said I would be alright if I could just remember the words I said With what's within my meaning is slipping I mean there's no definition I'm falling into submission I'm blackout, faking Now I'm closer to knowing the words I was going for Then I don't know where I'm stumbling I'm muttering nonsense Can't seem to live with mind eyes like I'm not just the word about it Is you and I falling apart in the black pit That stirs all of my forgotten words If I could just remember the words
Sing her that song. Sing her that song. 